what it is. What's up? Got yo. <laughs> got yo, dude in the cut. Hey man, got your got your burnt out dude in got the cut. Got your burnt out dude in the cut. Your end fatigue is killing me. Because I feel like this year ended in March, and it's been like the end of the year since the beginning of the year. So we've been dealing with year end fatigue since the first quarter. Oh, I'm finished. And guys. Q4 came through fighting. I am. Finished, Times are like, tough. I am finished. So yeah, guys, how are you doing? I'm alright. I'm surviving. Um, better than before. Mm-hmm. Uh, feeling much more stable. Have moved into yeah. my new place. Have my own space. Yeah. Have my family around me. So I'm I'm in I'm in a good place. Yeah. On your end. I'm good. I'm good. I am tired, <laughs> um, but I'm happy to uh, to be where I'm at right now. Transitioning at the moment. Oh yes. Got a new job. Oh yes, new job. Who this? Um, w season. <laughs> so I'm I'm transitioning at the moment. Uh, it's a bit stressful and quite overwhelming, but I think the the gratitude and sort of you know the the um, sort of being grateful for the new opportunity trumps almost every other thing oh yeah, oh yeah. um you know at the end of the day so that's really really dope um yeah today what are we talking about so yeah, as usual mm-hmm. it's another one this episode <laughs> is brought to you by bbc studios south yes. africa and today we're speaking about the fifth um, film mm-hmm. in the film anthology, uh, yes. Small X, and it's called Education. Yes. This one was very personal. Yes, deeply personal. Like I could relate <laughs> on too many levels. Um, and I think every single black South African child who yeah. has been a part of a former Model C institution mm-hmm. should watch this. Yeah. So you can catch it on BBC Brit. DSTV uh, channel 120 mm-hmm. at 8 p.m. on Monday, or if you aren't available on Monday, you can always catch it on Catch Up. But yes. I know I've said this with every single episode, but this one, mm-hmm. this one speaks to us I really the love most. This, yeah. I think like the first thing what I expected from the episode when I read the synopsis was everything that the episode gave me, yes. but I didn't expect it to be as emotional yes. as it was, and I didn't expect it to sort of be as triggering as it was. Right. I could see myself in 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 in, in Kingsley a lot. Yeah. Like so, this episode basically it's called Education. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's based on a, a a moment or a period in yeah. a in a young black boy's life yeah. um, of West Indian descent mm-hmm. uh, in living in England, and he comes from blue collar worker parents. Yeah. Uh, who are trying to make the most of a capitalist system that mm. doesn't necessarily reward them the same way that it does everyone else. So you're coming Absolutely. in at a disadvantage. You're trying to create this life for your children, and then your children are a part of a system that does not value them, a system that's supposed to give them a life that that is better than yours, yeah. but it breaks them down so much that you almost don't know who your child is. Exactly. So I, I thought, like... Yeah, I like what what we were expecting. I knew I was going to be very emotional because yeah. it was going to bring up a lot of my own experiences from school yeah. as one of a few black children within a space. Um, but yeah, I I, I don't want to give spoilers, but this one was very it emotional. Was really what what yeah. were you expecting on your end? Um, I, yeah, I think it's the same thing. I really wasn't expecting it to touch me that much. Um, I thought maybe it was going to be a, not a, not a far removed story, but I didn't think it was going to be that relatable one. 
too I also didn't expect it to be that light. Yes, Despite, there were certain light moments. Yeah, yeah, there were actually quite a lot of light. It was actually a very fun episode, yes, I have yes, to say. Yes. Um, I guess maybe because it was centered around really small children. Um, but it was actually a really fun episode. It was heavy, obviously. But not in a... Um, you know why I think it was still fun? Yeah. It's because within... Like, we were chatting about this on, in, on the way. Yeah. Within, when you're a child or when we are witnessing people going through traumatic... Um, like experiences, yeah. them not being fully aware sometimes takes the sadness out yes. of the, the like the trauma of the experience. And I think as black people, we've sort of conditions conditioned ourselves to mm. always find humor yes. in the saddest and the the the, the most like heart wrenching things. Exactly because of that one small thing that we hold on to. And I think it 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 speaks to our appetite for hope yeah. or it speaks to our appetite for not wanting to fully drown within the darkness of a thing. Yeah. So like I really loved this episode because yeah. first of all, I think child actors are amazing. Love them. I don't know how they can compose themselves that well. Listen. I feel the one time we were doing a voiceover, <laughs> we just fumbled so badly. I don't know how they can learn so many lines, how can they how they can encapsulate a story so well that you are able to view them holistically and not just as you just said, only see them as like this poor child that all these traumatic things are happening to, Mm. but also as someone who is actually creating some fun in their own life. Yeah. So I think um we can go into the The themes themes that we saw. I think the first theme was like the coming of age story and the lack of Words, yes, that was because was that very was, tough. That was to really, witness. Yeah, that was really really tough to witness because I, I've, I'm sure I've said it before, but like I've definitely struggled with articulating myself and my um, my my feelings and kind of how, how I feel because I just never, I don't know, I, I don't think I was equipped with that. I also just maybe sort of you know you you, you grow up and you read the room and you're like, ugh. It's you know in it's this in this, this is not the space. Mm. Like if I do sort of articulate my feelings and my experience right now, it may come across as a burden. You know what I mean? Mm, when you're mm, in a mm, when you're in you're a you're adding a more home. stress. Yeah, when you're in a home where like in my case, like my dad was always like working far away from home, and it's like my mom is here and she's raising us. And I mean, obviously, she started working quite late uh, in our lives, but you know, and then it got to a point where she's working and then it's like, there's even more of that thing Mm, because obviously mm. in the beginning there's a burden of, you know, she's raising these two kids primarily on her own Um, and then later on it's like there's sort of that burden of, you know, uh, um, she's working and she's trying to raise children as well and her husband is still sort of working a bit far from Mm. home. So you end up really, and and just like the general stresses of life that our parents deal with, there's a freaking helicopter outside. Yeah, and I think actually you see it in Kingsley and the sister, they were very, they were concerned about things that we should never be concerned about as kids. And I feel like so much of our childhood is stolen by us like not wanting to cause trouble yeah. so much so that we get robbed within that process because yeah and i guess also there is you know when you're in this type of home where perhaps everyone is i mean not perhaps everyone is busy nobody's mm. nobody has time that, yeah and 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 as a result nobody has time to sort of reassure you right like i think yes. if as a child 
you know, Kingsley, Kingsley and his sister had had received sort of that reassurance, and for me as Which well. Which we see how how yes. different they become once exactly. that becomes a, exactly. a, a a thing in their lives. Yeah. Um, I mean, had 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 reassurance been a thing, then it could have been a completely different sort of situation. You know, it's funny because um, we just moved into the new house, right? And there's a pool, yeah. And Palo's gone to swimming lessons like multiple times, um, but when we moved in. I don't know if you remember at the old place my dad stayed at, yeah, there was yeah, a pool, yeah. but Paolo would never leave barely, the first day. Yeah. So we moved in, um, like Luando and them were swimming with him, teaching him, and within a week, he can like swim completely on his own, no noodle, no yeah. floaties. And it's just like from constant reassurance that you can start to believe in yourself and even the things that were the most scary yeah. are things that you can do. And I think it's the same thing with Kinsley where yeah. it's like once he saw that, he's actually not as alone as he thinks he is. Precisely, yeah. He became more confident because he was able to receive reassurance. Because yes. one thing I've noticed is that it's very difficult to actually receive reassurance because sometimes it reminds you of the lack that mm. you have. And then you get defensive or you completely block it out. Yeah. Or you, 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 or, or that thing of being like, I'm a burden still sticks. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, because like now, oh, people have to keep reassuring yes, me. And, yes, you know, that, all that the time people yeah. must reassure me. So I, I thought like that coming of age um, theme was yeah. so dominant and it just reminded me so much of myself when yeah. I was around that age and how something as simple as speaking could have freed yeah. me so much, right? but I didn't think that I had the yes, space to exactly. do so. And now we're, we're 26 and we're speaking and we're feeling All the free. time, <laughs> all the time, all the time. Okay, I'm sick. second theme that I noticed, <laughs> yes. especially being someone who went to school in the Eastern Cape, which yeah. I've said multiple times, is so British. Yeah, wildly British. Was <laughs> like... The school was exactly like my primary school. Yeah. Like, exactly like my primary school. Um, there's a scene where they're in the music room. And the way the teacher reacted, the uniform, like, the, the everything just reminded me of primary school. And I was like, yo. Yeah. Even that, that reading scene where they're, where, they're, yes. where they're reading, I was, like, so triggered. Because <laughs> I was like, you know, and when you... when you're going with the class and you're yeah, reading yeah, a book yeah. and then one person reads a paragraph and then the next person and then the person, other, and, the next the person. Other, and then the other. Um, and so essentially, like, Kingsley kind of, you know, he, oh, yeah, he struggles. He struggles. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll get into that um, as we're going. But it was just, it was very like, oh, my word. I just had, like, backflashes. I expected him to be like, nah, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> no, ma'am, you are, uh, like, ah, you are, I can't read. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it was just kind of funny. Like, when they started laughing, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that is so traumatic. Yeah, that's so for me, I mean, it may not have been my story, but like just seeing that happening you know, to when others. I watch things with kids and that take me back to primary school. I'm always like, oh my gosh, you were such an an asshole. Dude. Like, there was no need because the way I view it now as an adult, I'm like, that is such a scarring moment. Yes. Yes. And like that, that made me really sad because I knew for a fact that I would have been the kid that laughed. Exactly. Like, yeah. I, I would have been laughing. So, I think one of the most prominent themes is the racial bias in Ooh, education. Child. Like, that's that's the anchor of yeah. the whole episode. Essentially. And man, that was upsetting for me because yeah. I, I don't know, I've shared it multiple times where I only truly became confident in myself as, like, a smart person and, like, oh, I'm actually good at academics in grade 11. Child, grade 11. Be honors. Grade 11. Honors for me. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> Imagine. Guys, like... 
racist white yeah. teachers yeah. will mess you up Man. and when you're not confident you can't perform at your best yeah. and that's the issue because it makes no sense to me that that boy is probably like what 10 11 yeah and he couldn't read and it wasn't identified yeah at all at and all. at no point were his parents alerted, except yeah. for when they then tell them that he needs to actually go to a special school. Yeah, and, and even then, it wasn't like, okay, read for us. No. Yeah, that it, was didn't, like, it didn't click to them to say, okay, no, maybe the issue is that he can't read. No, they didn't no. even know that. But also, it, it, it speaks to that thing where we, I think this conversation happens so many times where a lot of black kids that went to multiracial schools speak about how their parents weren't actually invested in their education outside of, funding it yeah. and, and making, making sure, sure that, that you pass. have the resources <laughs> and you pass. like it's not that they make sure you pass they just hope you pass. they hope you pass because yeah, exactly. they're not there in the day-to-day they're not yeah. they, and the thing is with his parents for instance their first they they inverted commas immigrants they're yeah. foreign nationals yeah they're there to work the mom has to work two jobs yeah. um she's a domestic worker the dad works and she's an auxiliary well, yeah. yeah she's an auxiliary nurse at night mm-hmm. and then the dad has a shift job and the dad is not in this that dad there this patriarchy I don't, I don't think he's he he got much of an education either yes yeah. yes because every time the mom raises the issue of his education the dad is just like well he can come work with me at the factory yeah it's like no (laughs) i I feel like the mom felt betrayed because she 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 had an aspect of i thought we came here to work for our children to be better better and to be um ahead of us and i think that was another very interesting theme in terms of how gendered the investment in black children is because even the ladies that that um, mobilize and create a movement to actually fight the system of creating um so in Britain, in the 70s, mm-hmm. 80s, um, they, there was a segregation policy, in inverted commas, yeah. where they would take black children to special schools, but frame it as though they have special needs, yeah. as opposed to being direct about how they actually do not want black children within mainstream um, schools yes, yeah. uh, with other white children. And this was like, as Margaret that show was coming in so (laughs) yeah we know a lot about her (laughs) but anyway um i thought it was very interesting that it was actually the black woman Mm -hmm. who who saw that this was actually a problem and who saw how it was going to affect generations to come if they they did not do anything about it and they were also the ones who were tutoring the kids yes yes um so part of that um sort of mobilization was essentially educating parents about what's going yes. on. So they send them a, a pamphlet and, you know, they kind of, they, they have to read that. And then they also, you know, they hold meetings. And then on top of that, what they do is on weekends, uh, they tutor the kids. They teach them mm. essentially all the things that the education system isn't teaching them, whether yes. it's their African history or whatever. And um, I, th- I, I yeah. found it very interesting how as soon as um, he started going to that tutoring, he opened up yeah. as a person. Yeah. Oh, oh, if before that, actually, the, what happens is the mom goes to the meeting. Yeah, so before that, that they, they approach her and they tell her, like, listen, this is what's going on with your kid. Um, and she's very angry. Obviously, she's feeling attacked because in that moment, I'm, I'm guessing she's she realizes seeing that, that, oh, I haven't been involved. I have, exactly. Yeah. I've been so caught up in, in my frustrations and in trying to, you know, make a living for these kids. And it's like, whoa, okay. I've been missing something so big. Mm. And then she's lashing out and then 
and then she goes to the meeting, the, the whole community meeting, and obviously she's a little bit more receptive. She comes back immediately, gets to the house, and asks her Yo, son to that was to a very oh. moving scene. I think... That was that, powerful. Yeah. Like, literally asks him to read... And then, obviously, he's hesitant. The sisters, she knows what's going yes. on. Um, and she's like, no, mom, no. And, she, and the mom is like, no, you know, uh, no more hiding, you know, in this house. Not me, not you. I won't hide in my own mm. home. And I just, I was a mess. Do you know what made that extremely emotional for me is the fact that I remember in, I was in grade three. And my sister was in grade one. And my grand got called. No, 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 I'm lying. I was in grade four. Sister was in grade one. My grand got called in at school because the teacher was like, nah, man, something is different. Yeah. And that was a time where they were building the house. And my grand had no idea in the world that, like, the fact that there was so much instability yes. at home was actually affecting how we were doing at school. Mm. And I remember how frightened she was when she got, got home. Like, I thought... I'd done something very wrong, mm -hmm. but like the conversation that was had and the way that there was a shift in how we were supported with our academics was like something completely different to what I was used to because as a child growing up in a very high stress environment yeah. where your mom had you at 16, your grand is hustling, your mom's in varsity, mm -hmm. your dad's in Joburg, like you know for a fact that nobody owes you their time. Yes, exactly. You know, like, you, you don't want to cause trouble. No one owes you their yeah. time, but you're a child as well, and the things that you're feeling are going to come out in certain ways, yeah. in certain spaces. And the space that you're most free in happens to be at school with mm. your friends or whatever. So for me, it was the first time where I got attention, and it was positive. It wasn't like, no, stop being naughty, da 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 da, -da. It was yeah. just like, oh, you actually need support in this way. Yeah. And even then... The fact that I had like such racist teachers still undermined that support. Exactly. And I think like what's really dope about this film is the fact that they actually show a positive space um, where everything that else that happens in that one place that you're in for eight hours is actually undermined and you are able to doubt it because there are spaces that exist yeah. where you are valued and you are shown that you are actually smart in your own way. Yeah. I think that's, that, that was the most powerful thing for it's me. So, it's, so, it's so funny that you mentioned that because I, 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 I just remembered, because um, yeah, throughout sort of primary school, m my mom had kind of started working and obviously like, you know, mm. dad's busy, mom's mm. also busy. I don't think they kind of grasped the fact that like, I, I wasn't grasping mm. math. Like, for the yeah. longest time, I Dude, wasn't grasping in, in math. In high school, I did all. not pass math, like, even yeah. once until I did maths lit. I never passed it yeah. in high school. Like, for, <laughs> for me, in primary school, I just wasn't grasping it. And then I think it was maybe grade seven where it was like, okay, I think she got mm. called. And it was like, okay, this is, this is the problem. case. Yes, she's doing well in, like, everything mm. else, but there's a problem here. And... I, yeah, I think that's when she started getting sort of involved with all of us mm. from then on where it was like, okay, you know, we had to start getting Kumon, we had to start, she had to be like there and like watching us and making sure that we're sort of catching up. So mm. I think I definitely relate to Kingsley in that sense because obviously, you know, when you're sort of behind in a, in a, in a certain way and then yeah. you kind of have to... To it actually really affects your confidence. Like, I remember in high school when I, I never, because I moved from public school to private school. Yeah. And then I 
got to the private school and everyone was ahead of me in everything. Yeah. And I I'm good at like languages and critical thinking and all of that but when it came to math I literally never passed it grade 8 and 9. Yeah. Then after grade 10 I did maths lit mm-hmm. and then I was just getting A's. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz it was more like yeah. word sums and all of that. Yeah. Where as for me I just had to gra- I didn't grasp the basics. Mm. um when i needed to like at a very very young age and then as i was sort of grasping that my math marks sort of improved Got and improved, better, yeah. I, i i was going for extra math and i was really getting good marks from then on um so yeah like that was really i don't know how that slipped through the cracks to be on i mean besides racist no you know <laughs> what i think a like, racist education system one and obviously just you know circumstances one, one of the things that was very triggering for me was just how the teacher had absolutely zero yeah. empathy yeah. for him um when he was in the traditional yeah. school and i really i i could relate on on a way that is yeah. so that, that unfair that nobody was like wait a minute no man this how is are you in grade 4 yeah, how are you in grade 4 you can't grasp your multiple what what's you know what i mean okay you know let's let's do this after school let's sit down and you know and i just felt really sorry for the parents because they were doing the best that they could with what they had exactly. and for the mom to actually realize that oh my word yeah. people from outside actually know more about my son than i do yeah. and they care more for him than what he clearly believes i i like exactly. clearly kingsley felt that the mom didn't care about him and yeah. the dad didn't care about exactly. him and i think that's the one thing that a lot of people tend to forget about education and how the lack of confidence in your academics can seep into so many other factors Listen. in your life i'm like that boy is really sweet for not misbehaving right? and like doing the most because and even the misbehavior that they were that they were it, it, it really was nothing it's just a child having fun you know what i mean with his friends literally um yeah no he was very sweet for a child in that type of predicament because lord knows i would have been I, i was a wilder when i was in that predicament <laughs> i was because when you see the great four incidents that i'm speaking about yeah. i was literally bullying someone yeah like i I was bullying Jeez. um I was bullying someone who actually ended up being a really good friend of mine. Yeah. But even the things that I was bullying him over I'm like when I look back I'm like <laughs> what the hell kids are Yeah. So so I I was I was the kid that was bullied so it was just like I'm so sorry. <laughs> look I got my fair share of bullying. Like I I I got bullied in grade 1 like okay. So we used to walk to school. Yeah. Right? And then um this one kid My grandma was like, "Okay, good kid, knows her mom. Um, can she please walk to school with me?" Yeah. So we walked to school, then the one day we ran into like my grand's niece or something and she was working at spa. And the niece was like, "Yo, every time you're walking home, walk in and see if I'm here and I'll give you like a treat or whatever." Yeah. So I'd walk in, she gives me a treat and then she saw, "Oh, I'm walking with people, so she'd always give my friends a treat." And then the one day she like gave me money. And the school took it. Yeah. And every time after that, she'd make me go get them. Like, you know, imagine going to get money, knowing that someone else is going to take it and you're not going to spend it. Yo. <laughs> Yo. After that, I was like, this is never happening to me ever again. I'm going to make people feel this. <laughs> like, that was the turning point. Yeah. And it got so bad, man. I used yeah. to like... And also, I was small. 
Yeah, yeah. So I was like, you have to destroy people psychologically before <laughs> before things get physical. So it it was a really tough time, but yeah, um, I've, I've been rehabilitated. That, that's good. That's good. Um, um, but yeah, <laughs> um, this was a really really dope. It was um, a also a short episode. Yeah, quite a short episode. Really really sweet episode. To be honest, what I really loved was sort of towards the end, him running to sort of grab that book yes, about Africans yes, about African yes, history yes. and they're sitting at the table and he starts and reading. reading to his family. Also I think shout outs to the older sister because yeah. as an older sister <laughs> I feel that we are often overlooked but I think she was even though there were those moments of banter with yeah. the bathroom and like you know older sister younger sister dynamic yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought it was really important how she was always on his side yes. even though at times it seemed like she was dismissive she, she was his safe space from yes, the get go, exactly, yeah. and I think it, it, it's actually interesting to see that dynamic in little brothers and older sisters. Yeah. But yeah, man, I really enjoyed this. Really enjoyed this series. If you yes, haven't seen it, please watch all of the films. Shout it, out BBC. It was really dope. Shout out BBC. Like, shout out Steve McQueen. Everybody who was involved in this roundup. What yes. are your favorite episodes? Favorite episode is definitely education. This one. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, red, white, and blue. Oh, I knew. Because of John Vega. Oh, yeah, Come on. I knew. For me, it's <laughs> Wittel, Wittel, Wittel. And, um, and education. Yeah. Because I think those are the two that like f- made me reflect on, 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 on moments in my life. The, yeah. Those are the two that really resonated with me. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I don't know what that says about... <laughs> My relationship with <laughs> white institutions, but yeah, those those were the, the those two were my favorites. Yeah, um, this was a really fun yeah. thing to do. I thank hope so we much can for, do it more. Yeah, thank you so much for sponsoring this and yeah. for, for giving us this opportunity to do this. This was really amazing. Thank you to everyone um, who tuned in. Yeah, and everyone who's been watching and yeah. like tweeting along with us. Yeah, it's been dope. Yeah. Yeah. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. It's it's, it's that time. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Enjoy yourself. Be safe. You know, all of that. Bye. Bye.